International. Ben Cholock. Uh, I'm a uh, senior vice president of shenanigans at facebook.com. Uh, also dabble in comedy. Uh, I'm also a podcast host. Also a, uh, you know, just a guy. Uh, and I guess uh, this all starts about f- five years ago. Um, so I uh, I just broken up with someone. I actually just got dumped. I don't even know why I said I broke up with someone. She dumped me. Uh, and uh, so I was like upset. And I got like r- right around that same time, I got like a free ticket to, I can't remember the name of the festival. I want to say like Fun 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 Fest. Uh, but it was like a festival in around November of 2012. And so I was, you know, freshly dumped, uh, getting drunk, pretty upset, trying to have a good time. I had a good time. I had a great time. Uh, had too much of a good time. Uh, drank too much, drove home. Uh, I took this turn uh, just uh, a little too soon or something, I guess. And I And my car jumped the curb and hit like another parked car. And this was like 4 a.m. So I'm, um, you know, thank God there was no one else on the on the street. But like I, I hit this parked car, uh, drunk as shit, and panicked, and decided, oh no, like I, my car couldn't keep going. Like I, I hit something that it fucked up the wheel, and so I couldn't keep dry. I couldn't like do like a hit and run sort of thing where I could drive home. Like my car was stuck there, and so I panicked. And so <laughs> I ran. I just got out of my car and I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. Because uh, I knew the cops were going to come at any moment. And I kind of like ran about like a block away. And I could see like this, the sirens or the, the lights. And I was, I kind of just stopped and I was like, I can't run from the cops. <laughs> this is, this is so stupid. Like, I'm drunk as shit. I can't run from the cops. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go back there. Whatever. It's it's happening. Um, <clears throat> so luckily, I, I at least had the presence of mind to remember not to talk to the cops at all. So <laughs> uh, when I got back to my car, you know, I was like, hey, this is my car. Uh, actually, I don't even think I said that. I just I just kind of showed up. Uh, so I guess I said, uh, uh, it was my car and they asked for my ID. I just pull out my ID, uh, and I just don't say anything else. <clears throat> the cops were already there. When I got back. Yeah. When I walked back to my car. Um, 
Yeah. How many? Like, oh, how many? Um, I mean, it was like a squad car. Like I th- maybe like two. I don't know how many usually come. Usually it's like two squad cars, right? So it's like four cops, I guess. Like, you know, one and their partner and then the other squad car with another. And then, oh, also, I think the uh, EMT came. <clears throat> oh, that's right, because I remember because I hit my head on the steering wheel when <laughs> when uh, when I hit the car. <clears throat> so I... Uh, and so I guess I, I remember, I think in my mugshot, I'm, I'm starting to get a black eye already. Um, so uh, I just remember, don't talk to the cops. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. And they were like, there was an EMT there. Uh, and, you know, they took a look at me. I was I was fine. Like, you know, I banged up my head, but no concussion or anything like that. <clears throat> and... Uh, Oh, that's right. I refused uh I refused a breathalyzer. Uh and so they made me do like a field sobriety test, which I wanna say I passed, but I guess I didn't because they arrested me. <laughs> um and they uh <clears throat> so they took me to jail and then they uh so when you get arrested for a a, a DUI, I guess in uh in Austin, they take you to the Tra- Travis County Courthouse, which is like right there in Guadalupe, right? And then the jail is underneath there. <clears throat> and this wasn't like, I wasn't scared yet. I was just like, oh, this is going to suck. I was like in that mood, I was like, this is just going to suck. Uh, you know, I uh, I was like processed or whatever. They put me in the, you know, the the jailhouse uniform or whatever <clears throat> and uh there were a lot of people in there because it was like this festival weekend so i guess like the the cops were just rounding us up uh and so there's like a bunch of people and it was actually almost kind of fun for a second there's like all these drunk dudes just like having a blast in jail <laughs> like cracking jokes and stuff and i was like eh, this isn't that bad it's weird it's weird um you know we were talking about like what shows we saw and stuff like that um and um, that's like in the in that processing area still. When you're just like hanging, it's like a waiting room. It just looks like a waiting room, and uh, <clears throat> you're waiting for your like name to get called, and you know you get your mugshot taken, and you get your fingerprints. Um, <clears throat> and that take that takes forever. Uh, that took like so long, uh, like a couple hours, and then finally they take uh, they take you to. I guess like you're a holding cell or whatever. And uh, that's kind of when I, well, I wasn't scared yet, but that's when it started, when I started getting claustrophobic and realizing like, shit, I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. Uh, They gave me my own cell, which was cool. Um, And, but I was next to this, my cell was next to this other dude. And he was... I was kind of talking to him and I remember he, him telling me his story and his story was something like uh, he, his like ex-girlfriend uh, put like a restraining order on him or something like that. And this is all according to him. This is just his secondhand story. But he's like, <clears throat> uh, apparently 
even though he has this restraining order on him from his ex-girlfriend, they like still see each other off and on. And uh, he was telling me how they were sort of in this period where they were like okay with each other. They were actually like hanging out and he was like staying over at her house. But her sister saw his pickup truck in the driveway and called the cops. Uh, and so they came in and arrested him because he was violating the restraining order, even though, you know, apparently she, uh, his ex-girlfriend was like fine with him staying over. And so he gets arrested and this is like, you know, his whatever, fourth, fifth offense of whatever, like he'd been arrested several times before. So his bail was set to something like $20,000. And this guy <laughs> does not look like he could afford bail at $20,000. Um, <clears throat> and so he's next to me and we kind of chat about it. We, you know, he tells me his story but, and then, I, you know, hours go by. It's boring. There's nothing to do there. So I try to sleep a bit and I'm woken up by him just screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like screaming at the guard, screaming about how he needs a, a phone call. He needs to call his girlfriend or he needs to call his dad or all this stuff. And he's like, like he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And, and I'm sitting in my cell like, oh, okay. So this is jail. And then now I'm getting scared. <laughs> like this guy just won't stop screaming. And I'm sitting there by myself <laughs> going, I don't know what I'm going to get out. This is the rest of my life. And then I start getting, my head goes weird places. You know, when in, in like a stressful situation like that. And I start getting into this like mental headspace where I start to think, this is it. I'm going to be in jail forever. No one's going to let me out. There's no one I can appeal to. Uh, I start pacing around my cell and I'm just like, feel like this trapped animal. Uh, and yeah, I'm like really, really scared. I'm scared that I'm just never going to get out. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I go through these like insane scenarios in my head. Like now, right now talking about it, they sound so silly, but I think like I start thinking of like 28 days later, like what if there's like some weird zombie apocalypse or something or some virus wipes everyone out and I'm just like stuck in the cell. Like no one, maybe there's no one out there who can let me out. I'm like the last human alive and I'm in this cell and I can't get out. I'm just thinking that over and over again. I'm never going to get out. And that lasts for like about a day. Like they, they don't really tell me anything for like an entire day. <clears throat> um, there's like a guard there and, uh, but it's like a fucking jail guard, right? They don't give a shit about you. Uh, I'm asking, I'm like, Hey, do you know anything? Can you tell me anything? I'm just, at this point, all I want is information. I just need to know things like this. Did the sun come up today? Can you tell me at least that? Please tell me if the sun came up. I just want to make sure that there's something going on outside of the cell. Uh, and, you know, at some point, they let me out to make a phone call. And finally, I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm able to, like, call, a, like, a bail bondsman, basically. Because uh, that's the other thing that sucks is I have no, no uh, my cell phone. They took, they took my cell phone, right? And I think this goes for almost everybody at this point. Like, you don't remember any numbers anymore. They're all saved on your phone. So I, my best friend, who I would have called... I can't even remember his phone number because it's just on my cell phone. So I'm like, well, I can't call anybody. I don't even know my dad's number. Like, I don't know anybody's number by heart anymore. Uh, so that's like this added stress. 
And so the only thing, the only place I can call is the numbers of the bail bondsman that they have next to the phone there. So I call one and I'm like, whatever, I need to get out of here. <clears throat> I think my bail was something like, it wasn't even that much. It was like 600 bucks or something like that compared to what I was hearing from other people. Um, and, uh, like, the, so, you know, whatever, I guess that, that, oh yeah, this is what happens. The guy says, okay, fine. Like, you know, we're processing a lot of people right now, so we'll get to you when we get to you, but yeah, sure. We'll, we'll you know, we'll bail you out. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then, so I'm just back. That kind of relieves me a little bit. And I go back to my cell and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I guess I'll just wait until I hear back from my bail bondsman. And, um, <clears throat> That's like another six hours or so. Actually, I don't even know. Like at this point, time just stops meaning anything to me. Um, all the like the hours just melt together. And so it could have been tw six hours, could have been 12 hours later. I'm just wondering, like, you know, is this guy supposed to like I, I'm assuming the guard probably comes to my cell and says, hey, you made bail or something like that. Um. So after all this waiting, also I'm asking the guard periodically, like, hey, do, have you heard anything? Do you know what's going on? And and at a certain point, he just starts ignoring me. He just won't even acknowledge that I'm asking him these questions. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And then after so much time, however long that was, uh, the guard comes and opens my cell. And he's like, you know, you got to come out. And I noticed that it's me. It's like sort of in this weird cell, not a cell block or whatever, but... um you know, this, this jail that's underneath the courthouse there, uh, there's like a row of cells and it's, and I come out and then I see the guy who is screaming, he comes out and then there's like some other people there. And then he, uh, and I'm like, Oh, maybe I was like, this is weird. And like, we all make bail at the same time. Uh, but I'm just thinking, Oh, you know, I'm getting out of my cell because I probably made bail. Nope. What they tell us is, okay, we got to chain all you guys together and we got to take you to uh, Del Valley, which is this other jail that's like outside of town. And I'm like, why? What's going on? And they're like, it's just, it's, it's too crowded here. We need to move you over there because more people being arrested because there's like a ton of people getting DUIs out because it's like this big party weekend. Um, and I'm like, uh, well, what, so what about my bail bondsman? Is he going to be able to find me at Del Valley? Like what happens now? And the, the guard's like, mm, whatever, like it'll, it'll work itself out. Don't worry about it. You're going to Del Valley. And Del Valley is like a prison. It's not like like the jailhouse on at uh in at Guadalupe, like at the uh courthouse there, that's like a holding area basically. Uh but they have to move us to this prison just because they ran out of space there. And so I'm like, Oh great, this is great. So I'm going to fucking jail. I'll probably get lost in the processing or whatever. And then my head immediately goes into this Kafka thing, this Kafka situation where I'm like, I'm just going to get lost in this like shuffling of prisoners. The My bail bondsman won't be able to find me and I'll just be stuck in jail forever. Um, <clears throat> not only that, but I'm now I'm going to like a prison and I'm like being transported, you know, by those like, uh, what's it called? Um, those buses, like those prisoner buses. So I was in one of those, it was just crazy. And, uh, uh, they take us to Del Valley, which is like, you know, like 20, 20, 30 minutes outside of town, something like that. And, um, <laughs> I remember they, they, there's like two, 
like load off areas when you get to the jail. One is like for the violent criminals, and then the other is for like nonviolent offenders, uh, which I was. <laughs> and so they they pull up to like the violent criminal area first, and these are people who've like committed assaults, like you know, charged with like rapes or murders or whatever. Um, and uh, they're like, all right, we're gonna unload the violent offenders first, and the guard just un. Uh, uh, like you know, undoes the shackles of the guy next to me, and then he gets off going to the violent offender one. It's like great, that's cool. <laughs> Just chained up to this like violent criminal, and uh, and I'm like, all right, well at least they got rid of them first, so now it's just us peaceful folk. And uh, <laughs> um, they unload us uh, at the nonviolent offender place, and I'm just like, I'm just really scared. I'm really really scared at this point. I don't know who these people are. I don't know how long I'm gonna be in here, and then uh. They unload us, they kind of process us again, and they, like, they, you know, assign us whatever our cell blocks. I, this all this part is kind of a blur. I don't remember, like, how the whole process worked, but I remember I, I was directed to go to this, like, cell block area, and this is what's weird, too. Like, I was arrested at night and then immediately sent to jail, and then the jail in under the courthouse is, like, in the basement or whatever so it's all underground so there's no windows i don't see anything so i think it's still night right or like the same night when i get out to be transferred to del valley uh and then when we're taking the bus out there it's just like bright middle of the day sunlight it's just so weird it's so disorienting so you know we get there it's middle of the day and I get to my cell block and there's like these guards there with two guards at a desk and the desk is sort of in the middle. And then there's like on either side, there's like uh, two stories of cells that kind of stretches out in, in these rows. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I was told to report here and the, the guard kind of, he takes one look at me and he goes, this is your first time in jail. Right. And I'm like, yeah, God is, it's that obvious, huh? And he's like, yeah. He goes, let me just tell you a few things that you should know. Uh, which, looking back, this is, like, really nice that he did this, that he's, like, telling me, like, y you know, these are criminals or whatever, you know. Be cool. You're in jail, so you have to realize a few things. And he's like, there's in, you're going to be in this, your cell, the way the cells are, are worked out there is I don't get my own cell. I'm in this, like, I guess it's like a cell for four people. So I'm in there with three other dudes, uh, and there's a toilet in there, right? And he goes, look, if you need to take a shit, do it when you take a shower in the, the main bathrooms downstairs. If you have to take a shit, don't do it in there. And I'm like, okay. And I understand why. He doesn't have to say it. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like, you can piss if you need to, but just don't take a shit in there. <laughs> i'm like yeah okay that makes sense like i didn't think of it and i was like oh yeah they'll just beat the shit out of me because i just like left a, a rowdy duke right in the middle of the of our communal toilet so and that actually kind of relieves the pressure a bit i'm like this is actually kind of funny okay yeah that makes sense noted uh and i get up there and the three dudes in my cell are some of the coolest dudes I've ever met. <laughs> they end up being really cool. 
and um and it's sort of like a party again you know we're all talking about what we're arrested for us one dude's like fucking deals blow uh this other dude just like didn't pay child support for two months uh one guy was named cesar he was he was really cool he gave me he, he had some fruit snacks that he shared with me i was like holy shit that's cool so we're sitting there just like you know four arrested men sharing fruit snacks uh you know watching friends on the tv because that's like the only show that's on um and uh i'm only there for like uh two hours and uh of course like this is when i'm bonding with my cellmates and that's when my bail bondsman comes through you know i get a call or the you know the guard calls me says hey come down i go uh you know they lead me to this room sort of like an interrogation room or whatever where you meet your lawyer and uh dude's there he's got all these he's got this paperwork i just have to sign i sign it you know bim bam boom it's all set up uh and i go okay now you go to the main like uh processing like out processing center or whatever they give me they give me my clothes back so they got they got my clothes from the original place and i sell them back all my stuff and my car is totaled they had to tow it away so i gotta take the bus from del valley and that took like another two hours and i got back home like later that night i was arrested like early early saturday morning like friday night saturday morning and then got back home like sunday night so it was like a, I spent the weekend in jail. And then I went to sleep, got up and went to work <laughs> the next day. Uh, and that whole, that whole like experience was like fucked up. I, I, I want to say I learned something from it. <laughs> uh, but uh, that period, that like kind of 24 hour period when I was just like, in jail and I didn't know what was happening. That was like the most scared I've ever been. You know, I, uh, <clears throat> I've been to jail before, believe it or not. You wouldn't think it by looking at me. I look like a perfect angel. Yeah. But I have been Just to jail. Just a stand-up citizen. I'm surprised. Okay. Here's the difference between going to jail where you went to jail and I went to jail mm-hmm. is the fact that you were, you went in on a Friday night and was out by Sunday night. I went in on a uh, Friday day, got out Monday day. Because that the, sounds awful. Yeah, because the judge was like playing golf, you know. Because <laughs> you gotta have the judge has to come. Did you see the magistrate? Is that something yeah? You did? I remember that was something that we did. Uh, that was in that period when I was freaking out, mm-hmm. and that's what's even more perverse about it is that like they leave you just to rot for a while, and you don't know what's going on. You get no answers, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, get out! We gotta go do this thing," and you're like, "Oh, it's a change, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exciting it's when there's exciting. a change yeah yeah when there's a change because you're waiting and there's nothing there's time nothing disappears in that place mm-hmm. you have no they don't have clocks there's no them. clocks time disappears yeah, there yeah. was no windows so it's I couldn't just even a tell. hard white brick tile on the wall or whatever it is. well my place was like painted bricks yeah oh the other thing i want to i should mention just a little add a little color to it is the graffiti yeah on the on the cell walls all these people's stories and it's like some tragic shit mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of a lot of jesus a lot of praying a mm-hmm. lot of 
Oh, you find religious religion. There's so much in, religious in jail. stuff, and I'm not religious, but I'm sitting in there, and I'm like, maybe I'll be this, it I'll if do I can it. get I'll out of here. It. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Jesus said, "Take me home, baby. Take me home. Yeah, <laughs> like swing if I can those get sweet the hell, chariot. If I can get the yeah. hell out of it, swing me, yeah, swing yeah. me straight out this bitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, so like, um, but yeah, we did see the magistrate, and that was exciting. And then, but then it was just like they. It's over, and then it's over, and then you go back to your cell and you just wait again. That see, okay, so. Like, you know, you were saying that your head goes to weird places. Like, everybody's head goes to weird places in jail. That's why people go crazy in jail. That's why they act like animals. Because they put you, they, they put you in a cage like an animal. Yeah. You, they, 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 you, you go from f- complete freedom to do whatever you want to the exact opposite of that in an instant. Yeah. And when you get out briefly to go do things like see the magistrate or, you know, get your fingerprints done or whatever, like that time flies by so fast because you're so happy to not be in a small room staring. I was never by myself in a room at jail. I was always at one of the, okay, one of the fucking rooms we were in and I got arrested with my buddies. So I was lucky enough to have a couple buddies in there with me. Although they did separate us at one point because we were goofing around or something, you know, (laughs) Like they put me, they took me in a fucking cell by myself with one other guy for like six hours, and it was like this Mexican guy was trying to get me to sell him my uh, social security number. <laughs> he was like talking about all the benefits of selling me, selling him my social security number. He wanted to buy your social yeah, security. Yeah, bad. Number? He 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 took off. He tore a cup, a styrofoam cup, and he's like, "Here, man, write it down on this. I'll pay you after." I was like, "No, what? Wow, I'm not gonna write my. You know, I you know, I was going a little crazy here. I considered it." I did well, consider Well, you start, it. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, because you're like, whatever, it's something, like, you well, know? it doesn't matter. When I get out of here, I don't I'm need dead. it. I'm dead. Yeah. yeah, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I'm, yeah, there's no way I can move on with my life when I get out of here. You really think that. Yeah. But yeah, when you, when you go, when you go through those, that process, like, of nothingness, 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 something, mm-hmm. that, that you hold on to that something, man, so hard, it just slips through your fingers so quickly. It's yeah, crazy. It's anything. Uh, and then, you know, and when you do finally get out of jail, it, the, that process for me anyway, it seemed so fast, like, and, 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 and surprising. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you're, you, you become used to this monotonous. It's right when you got used to yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, boom, mm-hmm. Hey, you're out of here. And you're like, what the fuck? Yes. Yeah. Like, let's go. You know, but you like, you found peace with yourself. It seems like, and then where you're at. And then, yeah, I, I, when I, when we got out, uh, I, uh, I, I refuse to eat in jail, eat and drink. And the reason I re- so I didn't eat or drink for three days, and the reason is because Jesus. I was told that there was saltpeter in the drinks, and you couldn't get your you couldn't get hard from the saltpeter. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Wait, I mean, really? th- yeah, that's what they told me. I uh, fuck. Did you drink? I uh, yeah. I mean, did you jo when you got out of jail? Yeah. And you didn't have an issue. No, no, it's so fine. maybe it's fake. Maybe it was a what is? I've never heard of this. So, saltpeter. Saltpeter. Let me tell you this: you mix it with sugar, it makes a badass smoke bomb. But that's that'll get you arrested too. Okay. But this saltpeter <laughs> is uh, sodium. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. sodium fimfolate or something. I don't know, but it keeps your dick from getting hard. It it restricts blood flow to your dick. Why would they I have put no idea. that in there? So you're not raping each other in prison. Uh, this is again. Where did you hear this? I have no idea. I don't know. I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like I just heard it somewhere. <laughs> so I, I refused. Kid to, were you when they're like, "Hey, I give you saltpeter, so you don't rape." I grew each other. up. I grew up on the Bronx. <laughs> Listen, all right. I grew up in a, in, a, in the ghetto, man, for real. Okay. But like, uh, you know, you you learned what to do in jail as a kid. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where okay. I grew up. So, but like, 
yeah, so I didn't eat or drink for three days, and like I was seriously parched. But I, I kept thinking, <laughs> oh, parched. Yeah, I was, I was thirsty. Famished I was too? famished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I kept thinking, like, when I get out of here, I want a fucking steak. Yeah. And I want to have some major time sex. Like, I need to yeah. fuck something. Major time I'm sex. stuck in this room with all these dudes all the time. Yeah. I need to get this feeling off. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right now, I need some some need some, some prime time. Some prime time. Yep. Yep. Prime time grind time. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did get laid, by the way. It was great. great. Uh, but. Irregard- I mean, I had a girlfriend. You know? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> unlike unlike you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you went so, to jail, you got to just go out and yeah. sit I took and a reflect long, more. A long, horny bus ride yeah. home, and then just like, <laughs> and took a lonely, dark shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. Uh, so, <laughs> have you have you been to jail since? No, and you never will go back. If I can avoid it, yeah, yeah. it's not a place to be. Mm-mm. You know, I can't even have a regular job because people telling me what to do. If I was in, if I had to go to yeah. like, knock on wood, like something happened, like and I had to go, I would rather kill myself. I mean, straight up, honestly, you know, well, I'd the, rather shoot myself in the fucking head. There's this whole theory about how have you heard of uh, Michel Foucault? No, I've heard of Michel Pfeiffer. Is that the same thing? No. Okay. This is a dude. He's oh, a French okay. dude. Michel. But he has a uh, he has these very interesting theories about systems of control mm-hmm. and things about how like you know a school is organized very much like a prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and vice versa. My school, my high school that I went up to, that I went to was uh, the design was from a prison. It was a yeah. prison design that they turned yeah. to a school. Um, and so it's just really interesting what you said about how you can't, you, you, you can barely have a job because you hate taking orders from yeah. people. And, and uh, well, they say that Foucault kind of has this theory about how the whole point of prison is to break people down so they can be a nicely rounded off peg that they can insert into society. Yeah, I believe that 100%. Uh, and like it starts, they try to do it with everybody in, in school, mm-hmm. try to like, you know, break down people's behavior so they're used to taking orders and doing living, something on time. Living, and... Yeah, exactly. Do, being on time, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, fulfilling tasks, going point A to point B without any sort of confusion. And it's, you know, the people who don't really, uh, who don't really take to it they're classified as deviants right yeah um and so they end up kind of being outcasts in society when you're an outcast in society you tend to commit crimes as they're defined by that society and then that lands you right back in prison which is like where they try to do it again and they try to do it again and and it just and it fucks you up even more mm-hmm. yeah i believe that 99 percent of the time you go to prison you're going to come out worse than you were before at least by american standards prison yeah. you know a lot of foreign countries their schools aren't like our schools to mm-hmm. where they you know you only go to school for three or four days a week and you you're 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 you know, and I sound like like you know a little little jelly bean, but you know they they they, <laughs> they li- a jelly li- bean? yeah you know like a little sensitive baby. Oh, okay. Like, we support the arts, you know, like uh, not like a true Texan, you know, but like like they, they do they like support no, they the have arts. A better and they, system, yeah, than and that's do. a better system than we have. That's a hundred percent a better system than we have. Listen, America, Europeans are better than you in this in this in this area. How can you how could you let that happen? You know, and their prisons are kind of tight too. They're, yeah, like very Swedish nice. prisons. Oh, Oh man, you can buy a watch in there. Yeah, they got watchmakers. They got watch like nice, the thing on it. Nice gardens and stuff. The most time you can do there's is like eight years or eleven years or something like mm-hmm. that. You can murder a, 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 a entire race of people. Yeah, and do <laughs> and eleven you get years like a bungalow. Yeah, on a lake. <laughs> yeah, for you real. Know? Yeah, and and you would think okay, so you would think why wouldn't more people do that? But they don't because they're rational. 
and they have like a you know a, a network in place where you know you don't need to commit crimes to survive yeah you know yeah they pay you yeah you know but like i still don't think like needing to commit a crime to survive is an excuse in america like a lot of people are the, they they say that like well we grew up poor and we you know, like that's not an excuse. Just go do something. Like I don't have a real job, but I make I make yeah, I sure. make do. You know, figure something out. Don't be. You know, I went to jail for a nonviolent crime myself. Mm-hmm. I was digging for arrowheads on federal property, yeah. seventy-five <laughs> yards. They made up a charge. The charge does not exist. They literally made it up. But I signed a contract. Part of the reason I could get out of jail it was I had signed a contract that say I would never dispute the charge. Like they, it's so Whoa. fucked up. It's what? so fucked up. Yes, I could get a lawyer right now and go after them, but I, there's the contract that says I will never get a lawyer and go after them. That's but that sounds so, not legal. Williamson County, my man. Williamson County, right there. One of the worst. It's thirty you could minutes. Fight north. it. You could fight that. I could. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I and, get and a lawyer it'll and, probably get overturned or something. It, yeah, you just have to spend you know a lot much, of money. Yeah, on a money. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. I ain't nobody got time for that. Or the money. I mean, as soon as that gets bumped up to any like yeah. level, what is above, this garbage? Yes, the judge will be yeah. like, I I want to assume or I trust that the judges get smarter the higher up you, you go. You would hope so. And I'm hoping at some level when they maybe get to like a, a like a federal district court or something like that, the judge will be like, this is nonsense. Why? You know, like, this is totally bullshit. yeah. Like, how could you? How this yeah. isn't even legal yet? You know mm-hmm. that Williamson County right now has like three cases of innocent people that are stuck in there. You know, and and they're and they've been proven innocent, and they still haven't let them out yet. Fuck, it's crazy. Wilco, man, I've yeah. heard, I've I heard the horror stories. Never been up there. I w- I lived walk. up there for yeah. a while. You're from there, aren't you? No, I'm from here, but oh, okay. my parents moved up there, and then I got back here as soon as I came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you uh, real quickly too is I have a buddy who I want to get on the show, but he doesn't want to share, and mm-hmm. I don't think he'd mind me telling the story without telling. His I'm not going to go into the whole story, but mm-hmm. he was don't in Williamson County. Yeah, or I'm not going to go into the whole thing. Williamson County is a kid. He was working construction, and this like group of guys pulled a knife on him. So he went back to his truck, got his pistol, yeah. which wasn't even loaded. Went up there and was like, you know, like like come on guys, bring it, you know, like being a, being a little country boy, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, Williamson County kid. And how and, old was he? Uh, seventeen. Yeah, so I he's think. a young kid, probably, you know. Yeah, emotions. You know, but exactly, his pride emotions, was yeah. Bunch hurt. of guys pulled knives on him, you know. Yeah. So those guys end up, well, the crew chief, whatever, ends up calling the cops. And, you know, he had never been in trouble in his life. Good kid, you know, never done nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, they decided they were going to make an example out of him. They gave him um, 18 years in prison. What the fuck? Federal prison. First time offender sentence. This is Williamson County. He only served 18 months because. Uh, That's still a year. But a uh, year and a year. half of his life. Yeah, yeah. Taken away. It ruined his life entirely. He thought he was going to go in and get probation. Right. At the same time, he had buddies, and he was just—he was charged with assault with a, with a deadly weapon. You know, like mm-hmm. anyway, he had buddies. Basically, but he was seventeen though. Too. Seventeen so he's years a minor. old, first time. No, no, no. In, in, in the state of Texas, you can be charged an adult at age seventeen. Really? Yep. Well, that's just not right. Yeah, but right. you know, like it's it that uh, Williamson County. I mean, it ruined his life. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he everything was gone. Everything was gone. And I and I just it's heartbreaking. To think of like obviously there's some people like you know if you rape someone, like I, I I'm not really mm-hmm. a big fan of the jail concept. I'm 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 a more of a fan of like death or nothing. You know like <laughs> when you rape someone, kill them. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, get back to the rape. You just said rape. It was like okay, we're yeah. gonna qualify that. What yeah, are you, yeah, where yeah, are you going I, with this? I I, I yeah, came okay. back to it. Okay. Yeah. If you rape someone, kill them. Yeah. If you murder someone, an eye for an eye. Let the person. Okay, I would. I say okay. You killed my mom, right? I get to decide whether you live or die or not. That only seems fair. 
whoever is directly, you know what I like. So the guy whose car, you, yeah, so, the guy whose car you hit, they would have to decide. Like, like, okay, well, um, the, this guy hit your car. Can he pay for it? Well, yeah, he can pay for it. He can, you know, he can. He, okay, well, he was drunk. Like, obviously, that's against the law. You know, do you want to press charges on this guy? Yes, I, I want to press charges. I can't go all the way down that road with you because. Uh, there is a, I think, I believe that there is a, 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 a reason why we have, like, why we uh, uh, ascribe to the rule of law, mm-hmm. uh, where, like, the law is this, like, institution or entity that's supposed to be detached. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Often it isn't. Um, you know, obviously there's there's certain power structures in place where certain people are, are privileged over others. Yeah. Right? But ideally, we're supposed to be equal under the eyes of the uh, of the law law. yeah supposed to be blind yeah just supposed to be blind blind. and and the reason why you have this concept of the law or justice as the separate entity that distributes justice uh is because your system of having people while intuitively it sounds right it sounds satisfying Mm -hmm. but remember that you know uh the people who's affected by a crime would be uh they're obviously going to have a lot of emotions going. Well, I'm not saying decide. decide right now. Maybe you decide a month later. A month down the road, we go to court. You know okay. what I mean? But then there's still court. So you still have this arbitrator sure. in between. Sure, sure, right? sure. So that's fine. I, but yeah, like, uh, so the victim, I guess, should have some say. Victim should have some say. Sure. Because a victim may be but, like, listen, he hit my car a month ago. But should the ultimate arbitrator I, of, yes, of yes, the for punishment. Yes, for sure, for sure. Because cause let's, let's see, did you ever meet the person whose car you hit? You have no idea, right? So you have now taken the connection out of the, what happened Well, insurance you. takes care of that. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so and yeah, but but you've taken the human connection out of it. You, you've, you've been turned and demonized, turned in, put into a cell with rapists and murderers, which mm. I was in a cell with a murderer who still had blood on him from killing someone right <laughs> this is true and and right so you've been you've been completely demonized in that fact and then didn't even meet the victim of your crime you're you have become the victim of your crime because you don't look at it as as i fucked up and i mean you may look at it but you don't you have yeah, no i mean sympathy. i feel really bad do you I feel bad because you went to jail fucked up that guy's car no you don't you 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 legitimately because insurance just paid for it you know what I mean? I, mean? I don't think about it that often. Exactly. Yeah. So if you would have met I do, the guy, it's shitty. if you like, would have met the guy and, and you met the guy and you, he was like, "Oh, dude, I'm a comedian too." Like, like, what, why would you do that to my car? Like, I'm just I'm, my girlfriend broke up with me also. Like, I'm just out here. You know why would you? You'd be like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." You guys would relate. You get coffee. Your best friends. You see each other every Sunday. You guys really, go to the movies. That's a really optimistic way of looking at it. What or if this guy just wants to fucking kill or, him. Or yeah, or he's so pissed. He says, "You, you fucked up my car. You piece yeah. of shit." And then the court's like, "Well, listen, he's mad at you for it. You gotta go to jail." You went to jail for it. That you you That's paid. That's fine. Your, I'll go to jail tolls. as penance for that. Yeah, but yeah, but I see what, what makes you're saying, you feel better know. as penance for the guy who's pissed, as or, is, or just arbitrarily through the system for. Uh, yeah, for I would money. feel better. Yeah, I see what your point is. Yeah. I see that, what your point that, is. That's my whole like. Uh, I would side. feel. I would feel better. About my time in jail, if I knew that it was like as penance for this guy's for ruining this guy's car, we're gonna blow your mind. Uh, our producer uh, Donna mm-hmm. just hold his hand as a note. What if the restraining order guy that you were in with was the owner of the car? He got out of jail and he said, "Oh, this too." <laughs> 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 I was parked down the street just trying to see my girlfriend. They come in, bust me. They're arresting everybody for everything, yeah. and then my car gets fucked up. Well, okay. First of all, that guy had a restraining order for a reason. Yeah, yeah, okay? for real. You can't believe anyone, anything anyone so, tells you so in jail. So you know what? Now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucking glad that I yeah. uh, ruined this. Yeah, guy's we've changed Cause who knows? things. Because this guy might might have been beating his fucking ex girlfriend. You know, who probably knows? was. Yeah, probably 100% was. Hundred percent chance he was doing that. Yeah. 
Do you oh. know it was a guy or was it a woman's car? You assume it was a guy? Was it parked I don't good? I don't remember. Is that why? What the car looked like, yeah. <laughs> a woman couldn't have parked this car? Yeah. Why are you so sexist, Ben Chalock? Let's get into that. No, it I'm has kidding. to be a woman's car because it was, I mean, I would have missed it if it was parked properly, but it was like right in the middle of the road. So, see? Yeah. See? There you go. There you go. Um, awesome. Well, listen, thanks for sharing with us. No problem. It feels good. Uh, yeah, it does feel good. Feel, that's, yeah. I, I've, a lot of people I've talked to come on the show, talked about their stuff, say it feels good to get it out and talk about it a little bit more. We pick it apart. We analyze it, you know, and we, yeah. we figure out. And uh, don't go to jail anymore. You don't plan on going to jail. No, you, no, no. Got any future jail trips in mind? Learn my, learn my lesson. You're not drinking and driving no more? Mm-mm. I mean, it could have been the kid. Could have been a kid on a tricycle out of 4 a.m. whose parents... Don't guilt me, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I already did the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I is thought, time... I, I thought about it. This is time two. Yeah. This time it's personal. Right here. <laughs> son of time. Yeah, son of time. <laughs> uh, listen, okay. what, what are you doing these days besides working for... You're, you're doing some podcasts. What podcasts are you are you on? Where can we find So you? I, So me and uh, Pat Dean... Uh, it's a comedian here in town. Another comedian in town. We have a podcast called I Learned Nothing. Oh. Uh, I hope you don't tell this story on it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, it's a philosophy podcast where uh, I, I majored in philosophy in college, and Pat doesn't know anything about philosophy, but he's a curious boy, he and is. he wanted to learn. So every episode, he picks a topic, and I explain it to him. Oh, cool. Perfect. And yeah. he actually listens? He, nah, yeah, it's not really. I don't think, I don't think so. it's really sinking in. Yeah, I don't think it ever will. But keep trying. God bless trying. you for that. Yeah, Donna, um, do you have any questions for men? No, she never does. No. She never does. <laughs> uh, that podcast is also hosted on Donna's network, Body Body Tape Body International. Tape International. Yep. Excellent. You're a member here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, another one. I uh, not one of the founders of it, but Pat and Aaron Brooks started this podcast called the lanolax corporation mm-hmm. uh which i am a frequent contributor to okay so uh basically just ask each other wild hypotheticals it's, yeah uh, i want to come do that show yeah we want you to come I would on i love it. to and uh it's to. the way aaron pitches it i think how's it go it's uh it's a choose your own adventure podcast that takes place in a universe that's trying to ruin your life i love the idea of that because i play dungeons and dragons all the there's time there's a big so aaron's also a D guy Okay. And uh, there's a there is a very much a D and D element to I it. I think I would I would break your podcast. Try it. Bring I, it. I'm gonna. I want let's, to. Let's see. Book me a date. All right. Um. I love you, man. It was good to see you. I haven't love seen you in a buddy. while. Thank you for coming on. Uh, great story, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to um, subscribe to the show. Follow the show. Share the show. We we love you all. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. International.